Welcome to the Encourage podcast. In true Encourage style, today we've got some stories to tell and some real life to talk through. Join us as we build community, celebrate diversity, and become women of courage. Let's get started today with a story from longtime Encourage contributor, Robin Dance. man showed up on my front porch on a day when I had no margin. Between looming deadlines and a mile-long to-do list, I hoped he would gather what he needed for an estimate and be on his way lickety-split. The chuckle when he spoke told me otherwise. So did his crinkly laugh lines. Before he even entered our house, he was chattering away, dispensing home remedies for our annoying carpenter bees. This guy was a character, and I already liked him. Cheerfully, he explained his process, all the while measuring and making notes. When I finally circled back to determine his availability, our conversation took a very unexpected turn. I learned he had stage four cancer. Somehow, he was still smiling. His remarkable attitude dammed up my blubbery eyes. The more personal details he shared, the faster my heart raced. I sensed God leading me beyond my comfort zone, calling me to simple obedience rooted in love. Though tempted to send him off with an, I'll pray for you, I knew actually praying with him right then would be completely different. And yet truthfully, I was equal parts certain and uncertain. Would he Think I was some kind of Jesus freak? Might this offend him or make him uncomfortable? Deep down, I knew this was no time to give in to people-pleasing. The greatest commands are to love God and others, and right in front of me was an opportunity to obey both. Knowing nothing about his faith and wondering what he'd think, I blurted, can I pray for you? There was more at stake than my awkward feelings. Here stood a person in need of God. If I believed what Jesus plainly said, if you love me, you will keep my commands, then not following the Holy Spirit's leading would be unloving and disobedient. The man's immediate yes was a gift. I gestured toward our front door and we walked outside. There we bowed our heads and prayed at the spot I had met him barely an hour before. I decided in that moment that a southern front porch is as fine a place as any to come to Jesus. That story by Robin Dance is from the Courageous Influence Bible Study, which is available wherever Bibles are sold. And we know you're going to want a copy because every Monday at Encourage, we are gathering for an online Bible study where we're going through Courageous Influence together. So we've got reflection questions, discussion in the comments. We've got videos to watch, all kinds of great stuff happening with our online Bible study on Mondays. So grab your copy of Courageous Influence and join us there. Over at Inc.
courage.me. It's very, very easy. And you can go on Tuesdays too, guys. You can go Wednesday, go find the Bible study Monday post, and you can get involved with courageous influence. Hi, Anna. Hello. Hello. So Robin's story today brings up memories for me from childhood of my mother telling me to be obedient and I didn't like it. Not then. And not now. (laughs) I know that word for me just brings up all these like crawly defensiveness right away. Like somebody says obey and I want to be like, nah, (laughs) and do the opposite. That's what I want to do. When someone says, you know, follow God or find God's plan for your life. That sounds a lot more palatable than be obedient, obedience and obey. Just, I want my kids to obey. I mean, I wish they would do that on a more regular basis, but when it comes to myself, it's a little harder. So Robin talked about a time where she had a handyman come to her house. She was in a hurry. She just wanted to get it over with. Um, and then really felt led that she needed to pray with him right then and there after she found out that he had cancer. Mm -hmm. I listened to that just now. And Right away, I thought of something that happened Saturday at my house. So my son is in boot camp right now mm-hmm. with the military, and we got our very first phone call from him on Saturday. So Yay. such know, a good you know, day. You know how I've been three weeks with no communication is a long time. So we got this phone call and he was telling me how it was going and things that were good and things that were bad. And at the end of it, I was kind of giving him a little pep talk. I think he was a little emotional as would make sense. And I felt like you just need to pray for him right here on the phone. Hmm. And I knew we were short on time. Like the minutes were ticking down. I didn't do it. Like I felt like I should have done it. And since I hung up the phone on Saturday, it's now Monday as we're recording this, I have wished I did it that whole time. And I don't know if that's a good example. It matched Robin's a lot. So it came to mind, but yeah, sometimes it would have been so easy. I've prayed with my kid every day since he was born basically. And Mm -hmm. for some reason, I just gave him a pep talk instead and didn't do it. Well, it's weird when it feels like almost like there's an audience or like a peer pressure thing, or you're under a time constraint or you're on the spot or like, and whenever those things happen, I'm always like, seriously, God, like right now, like we're no, like maybe later would be fine. <laughs> and then sometimes it's not fine. Like when you just say, I'll, I'll pray for you. I'm praying for you. And you probably do, you do pray for him later, but you could have done it right then too. And would right. that have had a bigger impact? So That's obedience really hard because like, okay, that was a great example, Joy, because what it makes me think of is when I am telling my kids, like, come on guys, just listen the first time or like any time would be okay. And <laughs> you know, um, but it's, and I never, I, I tell them, I'm never just going to tell you to do something because it's fun for me. I know what's best. Like this is going to end the best way for you. Right. Right. Okay. Hello, Anna. Like that would be what the Lord says, like, do what I say, because, um, I kind of got this. It's I feel like end the best way. I feel like this is a running theme with us. So (laughs) you guys listening need to know that we've had several conversations in the last week over things that encourage. And we've talked about instead of correcting behaviors to model behaviors. Mm -hmm. And this feels like we're giving these examples with our kids. And that's exactly what God is doing with us. Like, yeah. Could you just listen the first time (laughs) or the second or or the sixth? Anytime, anytime (laughs) would be fine. I always tell my kids, like, can you just do the right thing? Because it's the right thing to do. Does it have to? And really that's what obedience is. And that's what God is saying to us. So 
Yeah. I feel like what Grace talks about in this study, what Robin talks about, like all this stuff, it, it's not obedience for the sake even of being obedient. Like the, that word doesn't have to be yucky. You know, right. it, it just can stand for what you just said. Like this is going to end best because this is the best plan because I've got the plan. Just do the right thing because it's the right thing that can be, that doesn't elicit a yuck response from me. Like the word obedience does. Right. <laughs> I want to do the right thing all the time. So this is kind of putting you on the spot, but have you ever <laughs> received like a clear, can you think of a bigger time than just not praying for someone, but have you ever received like a clear direction from God, but just not followed it or struggled with doubt if it was the right thing? Well, the, the examples that I'm thinking of are even smaller than that, honestly, but I feel like they make my guts feel the same way. Mm-hmm, <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. Um, and it's honestly, it's, it's a little like what you were saying about when you were talking to your son on the phone, like it is when God wants me to almost be in the limelight or the spotlight a little bit. Um, I don't love that kind of situation where <laughs> understatement of the year folks right, right there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't love that. And so whether it's like, paying for the car behind me, or he tells mm-hmm. me to go up to somebody new, almost like a new kid in the lunchroom situation. I feel right. like he puts me in that welcoming place a lot. And I am not, uh, an extrovert, like go make all the friends type of person. So it's not my comfortable choice, which is probably why he throws me there all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hear that. I mean, it's hard. It's hard when you're put in a place that's not familiar to you or not Mm -hmm. kind of your normal personality. And sometimes, well, not sometimes God puts us in those situations, I think for very real purposes. And um, obviously it's to get us to the next place he wants us to be. Right. Um, And if I had just, if I do those things, I, I, if I don't do those, if I fight against it, I feel so similar to like what you were talking about, almost a sense of regret, you know? Oh yeah. Um, which is kind of a gross feeling. And if I do follow through, even though I'm ready to like puke because I'm so nervous about whatever it is, <laughs> because it's just not my comfort zone, which by the way, is also how we know it's from God, because those ideas are not ones that I would want to do. Right. <laughs> so, but I always feel, um, I don't know, like, successful isn't the right word, but that kind of, um, satisfaction in that I did the right thing or and you're on I the right made path. The right choice. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. I think that's when we follow God and do what he asks us, asks us to do when we're obedient, mm-hmm. it kind of, it feels good. Cause you're on the path he wants you to be on. Yeah. Yeah. And that is always a good feeling. So a while ago, our friends, Kathy Lip and Grace Cho and Becky Keefe got together and they were talking about courageous influence and this idea of obedience and fear. So let's listen in on their conversation. You know, different, but similar. I have kind of learned, I'm still learning Mm -hmm. to see those fears 
um, as as a good thing because mm-hmm. I'm someone um, I don't I don't want to fail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to achieve. Um, right. I struggle with like performance and perfectionism and and those things. And so if God's asking me to obey Him and I'm worried that I'm inadequate mm-hmm. or that my own strength or abilities are insufficient, like in my flesh, I want to shrink back and be like, right. yeah. if I can't guarantee success, then I'd rather not do it. Right. Mm-hmm. However, what I've learned is that what I actually want like you, how you're saying like you know you're going to meet God yeah, in that yeah. place like what I actually want is to live a life that is not achievable by my own strength mm. yeah that is not explainable by my own abilities and mm-hmm. so I can now see those fears as an invitation to say okay God I'll say yes but I know that I can only do it if you come through right, right. and then what happens is he gets the credit mm-hmm. he gets yeah. the glory and that's really the kind of life I want to live Becky, that's such a grown-up response. Like, I, I'm so impressed by both of you. You know, yeah, I'm growing up because, yes. because Becky would not have said that ten years ago, right? And, and that's a sure sign that yeah. God is taking you through the things you've been afraid of. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and you know, for me, it's it's actually having a husband who will remind me, like, what if we only did things we weren't afraid of? Mm. Like, it changes everything, mm-hmm. and yeah. all the best things that we've done in our lives, I've done in my life, I. I've, I've gone in afraid. Do it, do it scared. Do it scared. But, you know, I feel like, you know, the father in the New Testament who says, you know, I want my daughter to be healed. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe. Help me in my unbelief. Yes. I, I so relate to that prayer. Like, it's the both and. Yes. I believe that you're going to do this, God, but also help me because yeah. I don't believe. That's yeah. right. And so understanding that the fear is going to be present, but the fear doesn't need to control us. Yeah. That we can, we can go to God and say, I can admit I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. Are you okay hearing yeah. that I'm afraid yeah. and help me do it anyway? Yeah. And yeah. he is. Yeah. Exactly. He wants to hear that and he wants to say, I'm with you. Yes. Yeah. I'm with you. Yes. Yeah. And, and we see that all over scripture. Mm-hmm. Like there's evidence right here right. that, you know, from, from, from the Psalms and David to, you yeah. know, even Peter, you know, and the disciples on the boat that is in the middle of the storm. Like yeah. he understands our human fearfulness. Yeah. And yet he says, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we I'm don't just have to you. look at our own history. We can look, like you said, yeah. Yeah. throughout scripture and other people that we know and love yeah. who yeah. have overcome that fear. Listening to Kathy just say, I believe, help me in my unbelief, and talking about that father saying that, Mm -hmm. that's basically my life. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I know, God, that if you ask me to do it, you can make it happen, and yet help me in my unbelief. We are getting ready to move in a few weeks here, and so we're in the process of selling a house in Colorado and moving to Oklahoma, and you know, you get your house under contract and then there's this thing called an inspection and an appraisal and all of these little things that can continue to upset the deal as you're going through it. I have not done this for about 13 years and I forgot the stress that comes with this. And it's so funny, Anna, because you've kind of walked through this process with me, but everything's falling into place. God found us buyers. We found a new house. It's in a community that we are familiar with, with friends that we love. Like, I can watch God making all this happen and know that we're right where he wants us. And then the minute that something happens with the inspection, I'm like, 
this is never going to work. Like, why did you do this to us? So that I believe help me in my unbelief is my 24 seven right now for sure. Totally. It's like, it's that both. And that Becky was talking about here is that story where the quote comes from about helping my un my unbelief. It is from Mark nine, starting around verse 20. So they brought the boy to him. When the spirit saw him, it immediately threw the boy into convulsions. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. How long has this been happening to him? Jesus asked his father. From childhood, he said, and many times it has thrown him into fire or water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said to him, if you can, everything is possible for the one who believes. Immediately, the father of the boy cried out, I do believe, help my unbelief. When Jesus saw that a crowd was quickly gathering, he rebuked the unclean spirit by saying to it, you mute and deaf spirit, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. Okay, what sticks out to you the most from that passage? <laughs> For sure, the part where Jesus says, if you can. That is <laughs> hilarious to me. Jesus. <laughs> I know. In NLT, he says, it says on verse 23, what do you mean, if I can, Jesus asked. Anything is possible if a person believes. Can you imagine if you're talking to Jesus and he says, what do you mean if I can? Like, I'd be like, sorry, sorry. Oh, wait, my bad. Okay, but don't we do that all the time? Like constantly. All the time. I I love how Jesus knows that that's us, that that's people. And he just talks plainly about it. What do you mean if I can? <laughs> and like, how many times have I said that to my kids? You know, I mean. All the time. Yeah. I will. Ha- have you watched, have you watched The Chosen? The new mm-hmm. series, The Chosen. No. It's actually on season two now. Those of you listening, we would love to hear what you think about The Chosen, but you need to watch The Chosen because it's a it's a series, a television series about the life of Jesus. And he is like this in that series. Like mm-hmm. they make him a normal person who has a sense of humor and is a little bit sassy and has, you know, like likes to be funny and have a great time and says things like, what do you mean if I can, you know, so that depiction of him, when I can see him in human terms like that, it, uh, it just brings it all to life and it relates it so well, what I'm worried about an appraisal going through and he's saying, you know, what do you mean if I can, right. um, oh yeah, you can, you've made all this stuff happen. You will continue to make it happen. However you choose, whatever your will is, however you choose. So then if you move over to Luke chapter one, you have the story of Mary when the angel told her she was going to be the mother of Jesus. And it's also a really incredible story of obedience with very little unbelief, maybe a little bit of questioning, but like (laughs) for how crazy it was, very little unbelief. Mm -hmm. Um, In Luke chapter one, starting in verse 26, it says in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, which might be the understatement of the (laughs) century. um, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. That was my own commentary. I'm sure you guys know that, but all right. Verse 30. Don't be afraid, Mary. The angel told her for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. 
And then if you skip down to verse 34, Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I am a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she's conceived a son and is now in her sixth month for the word of God will never fail. Anna, that's massive. That's like the ultimate. Here's some news. Yeah. Like leaves me speechless. And her, her next words after, um, after an angel comes to her and her, she's going to have a baby and tells her, her old babyless cousin is going to have a baby. Then Mary says, <laughs> okay, well, I'm the Lord's servant. So let it be. So <laughs> what? Right. Amazing. She didn't go home and like worry about it for three days. She didn't go home and tell all her friends and analyze the situation or shared it on social media to see what everyone thought she should do. She just thought about it and went forward. Yeah. Yeah. And said, yeah, she had a very willing. Yeah. She had a very willing yes to what God wanted her to do. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that to me, I, I mean, I know this is like, the ultimate, this is the story, right? <laughs> of the Bible, but it really is just my favorite because it, it upends that word obedience for me from something kind of, that makes me feel yucky to something actually really lovely and able to be strived for. Because what I see it, when she is in this whole story is, is her willing. Yes. It is the yes. She gives from her own heart, knowing well, not knowing what is to come, only knowing what this angel has just told her and saying, okay, me and you, yeah. God, let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. Even though it was crazy. Right. Totally bananas. <laughs> Have you had a time where you had to make that willing? Yes. That didn't really make a lot of sense to you. Mm. Yeah. Well, often, right? <laughs> like when we choose, Every day <laughs> when we choose to, to follow God, but there's one, one instance that I, I actually shared about in courageous influence. Um, and it was, it was a time in, in my life that was really sad actually, and hard. Um, my husband and I were living at a Bible camp. We were living and working at this camp on the prairies of North Dakota we were like 20 minutes away from town, which was, you know, 800 people lived in town and super 10 <laughs> hours away from our family and our friends. So distance wise, we had each other. That was, that was it. Um, and we were also at the same time trying so hard to have a baby and it wasn't happening. And, mm-hmm. um, there was nobody to talk to you about it really. Um, there was, right. you know, we didn't have friends. We didn't have family to support us, you know, in our, in our proximity. And so, um, we had the internet at the time and I had a blog. This was a long time ago when people, you know, wrote stories of on the internet, on their blogs. And so I started sharing, I started sharing about our, infertility stuff. I shared about our miscarriages. I shared the Mm. joy too. We eventually, we have four kids. And so I shared about those, you know, those occurrences too. And, and it, it felt at the time, just something I was doing for me, but it turned into something that I was realizing was, was a bigger ask that God had asked me 
to go first with, with this story of our life right then so that others could share theirs too. And I started to have conversations and connect with women who would come up to me after church in the parking lot and women in their seventies and older who said, you know, they read my blog and said, I've never, <laughs> I've never talked to anybody about my miscarriage. So thank you. Wow. Talk to All you? those years later. All those years later. And you know, if you have been through that, you know, that pain might lessen, but it doesn't just stop, you know? Um, and so to see that God in hindsight, (laughs) to see God's plan playing out of here's this, this struggle that you are having, can you make space with it? Can you share this in a bold scary sort of vulnerable way, because here's the good stuff that's going to come out of it. But I need your willing yes to go first. And I need you to, to do this. And so, and you didn't know any of that good stuff. No, all we knew was the pain, you know? Um, and so I think that's one reason I'm so impressed by Mary was those words coming out of Gabriel's mouth were terrifying. (laughs) And yet her willing Mm -hmm. yes came out immediately. And that is beautiful. It's a lesson. I think it's something for all of us to carry with us this week is that Mary didn't know exactly what was going to happen with Jesus. She didn't know all the joy and the pain that was going to come from being his mother. Mm -hmm. Um, You had no idea the influence that would come from writing about your personal experience. Mm -hmm. And Hey, not to mention the jobs that would come and the writing (laughs) that would come. I mean, Right. You going first on the internet is probably why you were chosen to be an encouraged writer. And now you get the chance to go first all the time, you know, in a much, in a much bigger place. So I think the lesson for us is that you might not understand the influence God has planned for you, but be assured he does have you made for influence. Mm -hmm. He does have influence planned for you. You just have to be willing to say yes to what he's asking you to do. Well, friends, that is it for this week. And we hope you'll come over to encourage.me for more discussion on a willing yes this week at Bible study Mondays. And you know what? If it's Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday or Friday, come, please come anyway. It doesn't have to be Monday. <laughs> Monday's just when the post goes up. Okay. So come to over to encourage.me for um, more discussion for the full video with Kathy and Grace and Becky for more questions. Um, you can also find us everywhere on social at encourage with an I that's in courage. Okay. Um, and let us know how you are liking courageous influence, where you're learning to see your influence because of your willing. Yes. And we'll see you next week. The encourage podcast is brought to you by Dayspring, makers of your favorite cards, books, and gifts. Visit them today at dayspring.com.